When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. What does every grocery store aisle now have in common? Products that come in paper packaging. And we don't just mean the obvious ones like cereal boxes and juice cartons. From beauty products to boxed water, there are more opportunities to go paper-tarian than ever before. So why should you? Because paper comes from a renewable resource and can be recycled up to seven times. Simply put, it's the smart choice for the environment. And it turns out, the easiest choice for you. Learn more at howlifeunfolds.com slash papertarian. Hey, it's Will Friedle. And Sabrina Bryan. And we're the hosts of the new podcast, Magical Rewind. You may know us from some of your favorite childhood TV movies like My Date with the President's Daughter. And the Cheetah Girls movies. Together, we're sitting down to watch all the movies you grew up with and chat with some of your favorite stars and crew that made these iconic movies happen. So kick back, grab your popcorn, and join us. Listen to Magical Rewind on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Brought to you by State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Go behind the wheel, under the hood, and beyond with Car Stuff from HowStuffWorks.com. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the podcast. My name is Ben Bolin. I've recently been promoted to the assistant analyst uh, for our copy machine uh, here at HowStuffWorks.com. Oh, fantastic. Yeah, another good job. Thanks, man. Another good job. You're moving moving up in the company. You know, I am. I'm working it. I I'm remember trying. when you were just the, uh, what was it, tape dispenser monitor or something like that. Lowly tape dispenser. Yeah. And now here I am. <laughs> That's right. Tower before me, tape dispensing <laughs> department. I think you skipped right over the staplers. Uh, yeah. didn't, even, didn't even have to maintain them. There's a lot of politics. Yeah, it's very mechanical. Yeah. Very mechanical. Who are you? Oh, oh, me? Oh, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm Scott Benjamin. I'm the auto editor here at HowStuffWorks.com. Forgot about it. You know, you threw me off with your copy machine job. <laughs> oh, it's just, don't worry, guys. We are actually going to do a show. We're, yeah. We're just having a good Something time. Something about here. cars, maybe even. Some. You know what? That's a good idea. Maybe. What, what, like, what about cars, though? What should we do? I think. Now, this is, this is. Uh, Kind of an interesting idea. I think we came up with together mm-hmm. races that people might never have heard of. Unusual races. So um, automotive, in most cases, there's yeah. a few that we'll throw in there. That there maybe, are a few uh, that are so good. Yeah, we just had to mention them. But yeah. um, a lot of races that are happening out there that are that are out of the ordinary. They're not Formula One. They're not IndyCar. They're not autocross. Um, you know, the, the typical stuff that you hear about. Sure. This is the, the unusual stuff that maybe are very regionalized, or maybe. Um, you know, maybe just happen at one place. Yeah. Um, yeah, just some, some individual events. And if you're not really searching for something like this, you may have no idea that that even exists out there. Or you may, you know, let's say you're on vacation and you just stumble across some race that's going on, you know, mm-hmm. in, in this little town and no one else has heard about it. Mm-hmm. You may want to kind of broadcast that out and let everybody know about it. Well, there's a few of those in here that um, I think, well, they, they probably got a name for themselves by now. Well, yeah. Well, I'm, yeah. I'm sure they do. I know yeah. they do because otherwise I wouldn't have heard of them. But, um, yeah, we've got some really, really kind of crazy ones here. Just a few, really, but uh, we'll just go through them real quick. Let's do it. Okay, you want to start? I will do um, – I'll just do a list style, um, one that I thought was really cool. Uh, I'm going to start off really weird, okay? Okay. 
There's an there's and it just gets weirder, Scott. I'm okay. just going to warn you, bro. I'll check these off. <clears> All right. Uh, there is an office chair race. Oh, that's weird. That takes place in Germany. Any motors? Yeah. M- motors, really? Yeah. They're powered. They look like they have some power on them, man. Really? They're racing. They're no, not. They're not just pushing. They're themselves. They're not pushing these. Okay. Yeah. Oh, no kidding. So, that, you know what? That kind of. Uh, do, do you happen to know any like any of the specifics on this or no? I really. This is the one that's the freshest in my mind because I saw it on mm-hmm. the way over here. Okay. Not in real life. I saw. It, <laughs> yeah. I saw it on screen in the hallway. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be yeah. cool. That kind of reminds me of uh, one of them that I got on my list here. I'll have to check it off. It's um, yeah. barstool races. They, have you seen motorized barstool races? Okay, it's like they which have are to be motorized. Unbelievably precarious looking things because you oh know barstools are up nice and high, and you're holding on to uh, the bottom of the seat as you drive, and you're probably drunk or drinking. Likely, yeah, likely, likely drinking. Yeah, because which we these don't are, condone. No, but you know these are uh, barstools racing around little like looks like go kart tracks, kind of cool. That's cool. And I think you know a couple of these I think people have heard of, but. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll get into some really unusual ones here in a moment. Yeah, so, we're we're but, just we're just cracking the yeah, ice right now. You know, someone may be have been surprised by that one and said, "What bar stools? They raise bar stools?" Somebody might be saying, "Finally, some recognition." Yeah. <laughs> Probably right. Probably so right. So what? Uh, what about garden tractor races? Oh man, you hear about them, but they really do exist. And there's more than one. Lots more than one. Yeah. I think they're even sponsored by manufacturers. Let's say John uh, Deere sponsors uh, one. I think. Oh, they do. Okay, I was going to make this up. I was going to just say that you know Sears may sponsor one, or um, you know Home Depot may have a a, um, a tractor racing series. I don't know. I'm, I'm just yeah of speaking off the cuff no, here. But they do have sponsors. Yeah, I'm not sure about the John Deere one. Yeah. Um, I I think they do, but I can't confirm that. Mm-hmm. Um, I do. I, I had lawnmower races down as lawnmower. well. Oh, lawnmower okay. races. Like people sitting on, I mean, and remember when we did sidecar races? Yeah. How they, so those sidecars are dramatically different from the kind of sidecar you would see. Yes, correct. On the street, um, if you were lucky enough to see a sidecar yeah, on the street. Yeah, sure. But the the lawnmower uh, races, those things are crazy looking, man. I mean, they're low to the ground, of course, and there's a person sitting on them. And so you're saying they look different than a, than a typical the, the tractor? The stuff I've seen, yeah. Really? Yeah. Some of them hmm. looks different. Built for speed. Yeah, and uh, to be honest with you, man, a lot they are built for speed, but a lot of them don't look like they started off as riding lawnmowers. They look like they started off as push. I would assume that they're awful fast too. I mean, if you're, <laughs> yeah. I mean, if, if you're going to make them look like that, they better be quick. Right? I would hope so. Yeah, yeah, I would think so. All right, um, I've got a, a, a group here that uh, kind of goes together, and I'm going to hold one back. Maybe we're going to hold one. I'm going to hold one back for later, and let me mark it here. Okay. Um, yeah, this is a uh, this is a group that is more like the um, the local track type thing the event. You know, maybe a maybe a dirt track, maybe an asphalt track, uh, smaller tracks, but you know, weekend racing. Yeah. Um, the one that I'm familiar with is in Flat Rock Speedway in Michigan, and Flat Rock Speedway they have endurance races, which are like you know 200 laps, and you run a really really rough looking car, but um, you know, hopefully your car just lasts the 200 laps. Um, it's it's really just kind of an, an who can hold up the longest in this race without breaking down or crashing or you know something like that? So it's just a it's a, a fitness competition, I think, at that point. You know, <laughs> yeah, the longest survivor wins. Uh, they also have figure eight races, which are extremely cool to watch. I, I really enjoy watching a figure eight race. Well, let's break that one down. Real okay, quick. it's a it's a, a sort of a small oval track. And uh, what they do is they cut. There's a crisscross pattern in the middle. So you're using the two banks. Let's say they between turns one and two, and then you dive down into the infield, and you cut across to turn 
four, I guess it would be. And then yeah. you go back up to turn three, and then that cuts back down onto the track, and you're, you're back, back up to turn board. one. Yeah. So it makes a figure eight if you were looking at it from above. And, of course, there's this terribly dangerous intersection in the middle where right. you've got cars crisscrossing each other. And, uh, you know, sometimes you get somebody who's, you know, just wanting to survive and, and make it through, but there's a lot of close calls. Sometimes they try to take out other cars on purpose, you know, the bad guy at the track, yeah. that type of thing. Uh, there's always somebody that's doing something like that. Um, just for the crowd and enjoyment, and it's it's fun. That's part of the – that's why they do it. I mean, because – Daredevil tree. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. Now, you think that's kind of cool, right? I think and that's you can find, cool, yeah. You can find lots of information. You can find videos about this or whatever. Figure eight school bus races. That's messed up. That is, that's that really is. and it's really awesome that to watch. Makes, how big is that figure eight? Uh, you know, man? it's it's a it's a decent sized track. Yeah, but school bus figure eight racing. Look it up online. It's hilarious to watch. It's really fun. I mean, they been smack to, the they oh, they yeah. wallop each other. They really they? do. Yeah, and the thing is, they're so they're so, I guess not top heavy, but you got to remember they're on a on a track that has an inclined. Uh, yeah. Incline turns. Yeah, and they're and, going up at an angle. Yeah, sure. They're coming right off of a flat surface on the infield, hitting turn one, making a hard right turn, hard left turn, mm-hmm. and then it's then it's banked. So you've got this banking that's going on, and you know these things, you know, they're they're tipsy to say the best, I, I guess maybe. And a lot of times they end up rolling over. And of course, you know, there's there's this whole you think you think you got enough room at the intersection to get through, but you forget that there's forty foot of bus behind you. Yeah, and that's wow. a problem. And uh, a lot of times there's a lot of collisions in the middle, and it's really, it's pretty interesting. It's fun to watch. Now, I'm assuming that these buses are empty except for the driver. No, it's full of kids. You're, wow. No, 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 it's, it's empty. <laughs> Just the bad Totally, kids. totally empty. And, uh, you know, a lot of times, this is funny, because the last one I went to, uh, before they started, you know, they're all lined up side by side. You know, they start two, you know, side by side each other. They, they kind of track around one. They go around the whole track once, and then they start. And there was a guy that, you know, before before they even started rolling, one guy was just ramming his bus into the guy in front of him. Just as hard as he, I mean, just, you know, a short acceleration, you know, hitting him from five feet away or whatever. But it was just, it was fun to watch. It was a good night. And then, really, there's one more that's kind of related, but I'm going to hang on to it until the very end. That's uh, the mystery. Maybe not the last, but um, I'm going to hang on to it for a little while. But there's a, there's a, there's a related one that uh, you may not believe in unless you actually see it. All right. I'm going to... I'm going to just real quick go through. I have a list, but I don't have uh, details on them. Sure. So I just I, – I want to focus actually on yours because I collected a bunch of stuff that doesn't have um, – has but the tiniest relation to, to vehicles. Oh, okay. Got it. Um, all right. So in Japan, there is a tub race where people paddle down a river in tubs. Bathtubs. Uh, well, traditional like – they look like wash tubs. Oh, okay. They're Big wooden, wash tubs. Yeah, they're wooden, uh, circular um, wash tubs. It seems like you would tip over instantly when you hit the water. There is definitely a skill set to it, man. Wow. And then uh, people race uh, electric buggies in the Netherlands. Really? Yes. And then, and when I say buggies, you know, I, I, I don't mean like dune buggies. I mean like the things you would find in uh, your local grocery store. Oh, a shopping cart. We call it a shopping cart, right? Yeah, yeah. So electric what, electric shopping carts. Electric shopping carts. Um, wow. Pretty much. Wow. And they race them. That and sounds like the fun. Vi- the video that I saw, the the woman who looked like she was in the lead was, uh, you know, no spring chicken. But she was doing it. <laughs> I'm to have to uh, look this one up. That one sounds like fun. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll send you. I'll, yeah. yeah, you'll check it out. Okay. Um, and then there is uh, 
there's a sport of camel racing. Oh yeah, in the yep. Middle East, and we talked about this. Yeah, I've seen that before. And that is serious, man. Up in the United Arab Emirates, yeah. or whatever they, These camels can move. Those, you know what? I had an anti-camel stereotype. I think I thought they were much more like cows. Well, they've got eight-foot-long legs, Ben. They do. Yes, well, sir. They, six foot. They have long. <laughs> they have long legs. It's just whenever I see them in the movies, they look so lazy. Yeah. Well, they're just know? plodding along. They're saving water. They look like llamas without ambition. Yeah. Man. <laughs> but you know what? <laughs> if, llamas without ambition. If you can get them to great. race, yeah. then then those those guys can zip. Yes, um, they can. Probably the one of the weirdest ones. I'm going to hand it back to you. I've got. I'm going to top out with my really weird one. I saw. And I would like, actually, some listeners to, to write in on this if you are lucky enough to see this um, or have more information for me about it. A soccer mascot race. A soccer mascot race. It's just the mascots for a bunch of soccer teams mm-hmm. dressed up, running, and fighting dirty to win the race. Didn't we see something like this in uh, Major League Baseball recently? I think we did. I think there was some type of controversy. Someone tripped somebody else, and it was a <laughs> the video is ridiculous. But something like that happened here in the states. I I love I love that kind That's of stuff. That's crazy. Yeah. yeah. The only way to me, the only way it would be better is if they were driving school buses. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. Some type of some type of car, right. uh, Shriner's yeah. car. You know, get them in a go yeah. get them in go karts. Yeah, golf carts. They've got golf carts there, right at the right at the stadium. And there are already so many golf cart races. Exactly. Yeah, I there's mean, a ton of golf. A cart lot races. of them are informal. If you just show up and catch a caddy on the bad day, yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, or uh, I think a lot of college campuses, a lot of uh, you know, there's a lot of that type of shenanigans going on. You know, they just uh, pirate some of the local golf carts, maybe from the, uh, the the you know local course there, and bring them on campus. Which we don't condone on the. Oh air. no no no! But it's fun to watch. Yeah, but you, I gotta and then <laughs> gotta real quick uh, do, do the the recap. I'm not going to go into it, but we have several episodes of races uh, about specific types of races that uh, I think we should invite our listeners to check out if they haven't. Before. Oh sure, we got offshore powerboat racing. Right. We got drag racing, tether racing, Formula One, mm. IndyCar. Oh, tether racing. That's a good yeah. One. That's one that would have fit in here. I yeah, think. Yeah, tether car racing. Mm-hmm. That's a good one. Um, we got just a lot of oh, Pinewood Derby racing. Pinewood Derby, the racing. soapbox derby. Really? Got, Do you think um, people haven't heard of Pinewood Derby? I don't I know. Just, I'm a Boy Scout, so or I was a Boy Scout. I don't know. I think I so. think by now it's kind of general knowledge. I think. I feel like people know about it now. You know what? Pike's we, Peak, though. You know what? If they want to learn about the Pinewood Derby, we've got uh, an article on the site. We've got it on HowStuffWorks.com. They can find it there, too. Plus, we have talked about it, so there's another podcast if you, you're interested to comb through our, our archives, I guess. Yeah. hey Are you yeah. on a road trip? <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Yeah, very good. All right. Uh, oh, Pike's Peak. That's another good one. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. What, um, but there's another one. I don't know. Go down your list. I don't okay. Know. I'll just go quickly yeah. here. Um, one that I wanted to mention when I was mentioning those uh, the smaller tracks. Yeah. Um, and this isn't the big one that I was coming up with, but okay. um, they often sometimes have spectator races. Did you know this? No. Spectator Sometimes races. you can take the car that you drove to the track, let's say your Monte Carlo, and borrow <laughs> a racing helmet, or if you have one, you know, you can take that with you. And as long as you have a seatbelt in the, in the car and you wear this helmet... You compete against other drivers in maybe one lap on the course, and then you, it's kind of an elimination thing. They pair you up with somebody who's equally matched, and they try to keep it equal all the way through. They may give you a little bit of a you know head start over somebody else mm-hmm. if it's a you know something that's a Corvette versus your Monte Carlo or right, whatever. Yeah. But um, 
people just you can race whatever you brought to the track, and it's called spectator races. So, and people get really jacked about this. I mean, they're excited. That's amazing. So the one <laughs> one terrible thing that I saw one time, I saw a guy smash his family car, and you know this is probably the guy's only car. He just smashed it just head on into the wall because um, oh, no. they did a smaller. A smaller track. They didn't go around the full lap. They did a, a shorter one where it's more of a, a D-shaped, I guess. Okay. So it has, you know, the oval shape at one end, and it's flat on the other end. And he came off of the flat pavement up onto the bank surface, and he continued straight on right at the crowd and hit the wall. Oh, no. And um, <laughs> he was fine. They That's pull him good. out, and, you know, of course, the whole front end of his, I think it was, Cava- it was like a Cavalier or something like oh, that. Oh, man. And he had just caved it in. And the guy, the poor guy, he was shaking so bad that he couldn't hard- he couldn't walk. They had to help him walk because he was just, you know, nerves and excitement. Yeah. And um, they're trying to win $100, Ben. They're trying to win $100 when they're doing this race. It's not about the money. You know, <laughs> yeah, right. It's that. about the glory, sure. Yeah. But my point is, that here's this guy trying to win 100 bucks. He smashes up his daily driver, you know, to get yeah, to and from work. Family car, and there you go. That's uh, that's a lesson to be learned. So before you do it, before you get all gung ho about getting out there on the track, make sure that you know you think about that poor guy. Or borrow your friend's car, because uh, that that's always <laughs> see. I borrow your friend's car. Ben, can I have your keys? I need to go to the uh, store on sure. Friday night about eleven o'clock. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I may or may not be back. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Uh, yeah, um, okay, that's, that's so, cool. what else? so okay, spectator racing. That's uh, that was it's so much fun though. It looks like fun. I would I would do it, but I would not do it in my car. Good point. Yeah, same thing. If you use paper, you're a human. But if you choose paper, you're a papertarian. Someone who lives a paper-based lifestyle because it has a positive impact on the planet. And also because it's the easiest choice you'll make all day. Seriously. It's as easy as reaching for boxed instead of bottled water. It's as easy as opting for beauty products that come in paper packaging. It's as easy as grabbing eggs in a cardboard container. And that's all in one trip to the grocery store, which, if we're being honest, you were planning to go to anyway. But paper isn't just an easy choice. Papertarians know that it's the smart choice, too. Because paper comes from trees, a renewable and sustainably managed resource. And paper products are designed to be recycled. In fact, when you choose products that come in paper-based packaging, those fibers can go on to be recycled up to seven times. So why wouldn't you go Papertarian? I'll wait. Learn more at howlifeunfolds.com slash papertarian. Get emotional with me, Radhi Devlukia, in my new podcast, A Really Good Cry. We're going to talk about and go through all the things that are sometimes difficult to process alone. We're going to go over how to regulate your emotions, diving deep into holistic personal development, and just building your mindset to have a happier, healthier life. We're going to be talking with some of my best friends. I didn't know we were going to go there on this. (laughs) People that I admire. When we say listen to your body, really tune in to what's going on. Authors of books that have changed my life. Now you're talking about sympathy, which is different than empathy. And basically have conversations that can help us get through this crazy thing we call life. I already believe in myself. I already see myself. And so when people give me an opportunity, I'm just like, oh great, you see me too. We'll laugh together, we'll cry together and find a way through all of our emotions. Never forget, it's okay to cry as long as you make it a really good one. Listen to A Really Good Cry with Radhi Devlukia on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. 
I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. And recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rock the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry. Back to Iguodala. Up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Um, how about this? Combine Demolition Derby. Combines, you are know you the big... Yeah, yeah. yeah the full, I mean the full-size combines that you see out in the Midwest. You know, I want to do that. Enormous machines. It's, and a, it's a demo derby. They That's get, awesome. They get eight of them going or whatever, and I don't know how they judge the winner because I don't think they could make these things ever stop running. I don't. I just don't. I don't. I've never watched one to completion. I guess. I bet there's this, a lot of uh, there's a lot of strategy in there. I I guess I. It seems like they could just crawl right out of the whole pit, doesn't it? Yeah, might end up in the crowd. That's the excitement. I bet you see like shifting alliances because I bet <laughs> it takes at least two of those things. Oh yeah, to knock down or to. The I don't know. Kalachi Kalachi Crunch or whatever they called that yeah. on uh, Happy Days. See, I'm way old. No, no, no. I caught that one. Fonzie was in the, uh, well, whatever. <laughs> Pinky Tuscadero. Anyways, okay, so com- combination, dem- uh, combination, the combined demolition derby. There we go. Well, I'm going to throw one in there that was kind of like your list. What's that? Turtle races. Turtle races? Turtle races. I would be uh, remiss not to mention turtle races. The animals. Turtles. Yeah. I mean, the slowest animal that you can think of. Well, that's snails, but it's turtles. Yeah, they're they're uh, not renowned for their zip. <laughs> the thing, you know, I remember this is because we took a family vacation, vacation to Minnesota when I was really young. And I don't remember which town it was. I'm going to have to talk to my mom or dad and find out what this yeah. was. But um, there are two towns in, in, in Minnesota that claim to be kind of the turtle racing capital and... Um, original founders of this race so um one calls itself the the capital of turtle racing of the world or capital of the world turtle racing Mm. whatever world capital that's that's longville longville um minnesota shout out to Longville, and then um niswa n-i-s-s-w-a niswa 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 could be could be. I don't know. Uh, they claim to be the home of the original turtle race. Turtle races. Now, these have been going on for like the the home of the original turtle races have been going has been going on since um, oh boy, forty six years ago. Wow, forty six years. This is the forty sixth year. Um, it's a short season from June to August, and they really literally shut down the towns. Both of these are very similar. You know, four way intersection. Okay. The track is painted on the on the road right in the middle. They shut down all the roads. They they start in the middle. Release the turtles. They go to the. Uh, it, it looks like a target painted in the middle of the road. Okay. And as soon as they cross the line, they're the winners, and they have heat races, and then champions, and they do it, <laughs> they they do it every weekend. It's really, it's really cool. Awesome. Yeah. So it's neat. So that's like, uh, we're just saying box turtles, though. Oh, I don't know what kind they're painted no. turtles. I think you can bring not, not they, like snapping turtles. What's funny is I think they they provide turtles for you know people from resorts that that come in and want to race. Yeah. And then you can also bring your own turtle. So if you have a ringer. 
You know, somebody who's really <laughs> fast. Someone, you know, you know that thing is the fast. fastest turtle exactly. alive. Exactly. Yeah, and they can you can hold, uh, you know, heat matches and everything at home to determine, you know, which one of your turtles is the fastest one. There, there are restrictions. It has to have, you know, like a five inch shell limit, and um, I, I don't know if it, it's restricted to type. Maybe. I don't, oh, but I don't know. You, you thought about this? Oh, that- you know what I. I, I love this. I was I was about six years old when I saw this for the first time, and I don't remember which of these two towns I was in. Mm-hmm. I'll have to figure it out. We'll and, find out. But um, it, it's a day that sticks out in my head. It's, it's a great vacation memory. And again, I was only six. No, let me let me. I, I see where you're going with this. So let me just stop the podcast just for a second to say, I can't I can't get with any more your crazy get rich quick schemes, man. I'm not about to be a turtle race hustler. <laughs> <laughs> That's right, like a pool shark, but you're a turtle like, race hustler, yes. yeah. Okay, yeah. but um, all right, so that's cool. Non-animals, I mean non uh, I'm bringing non-animals. in a South American turtle. He's sure to win. He's a mutter. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, your turtle goes down in um, the second. I'm cracking myself up. Yeah, that's good. Okay. Um, okay. Yeah, what's that? All right, next one is something called the Kinetic Grand Championship. Sounds very, Kinetic. very dramatic, doesn't yeah. it? Kinetic Grand Championship. Interesting, huh? Yeah. Well, All right. Now, this one's been around for a while. It started in 1969. Okay. Um, it was, I guess, founded by an artist, a local artist. Now, this is in um, Ferndale, California. It's, All right. Well, that's one of the locations because it, it goes a long distance, I'll tell you. Um, artist Hobart Brown, who challenged a, a local man to a welded contraption race back in 1969. <laughs> and it, it's turned into this big three-day event. Where human power, I'm going to quote from the uh, the site here, but human powered vehicles and all terrain sculptures, and they they cross 42, they go 42 miles over sand, water, gravel, mud, and various types of roadway, including including a mountain. They 42 miles. Yeah, they go up a, I believe it's a one mile incline with a seven percent. Seven percent grade, grade okay. and then it's also seven percent on the way down on the other side, which is treacherous because you know these are like these are pedaled vehicles. Yeah, uh, it's all it's like a bunch of sculpture bike type things they're that are they're they're wild looking. I mean, one guy built a um, on the website right now. Um, again, it's called the uh, the Kinetic Grand Championship, and you can find photos of this thing. But the guy built a huge dragon thing, this tin looking thing that you know, mm-hmm. of course, he pedals. And it has to be able to to go across water, you know, with pontoons and everything. Yeah. He built it out of old scrap pieces of tin, like uh, like muffin tins and things like that. Oh, that's cool. It's really, it, and it's it's the craftsmanship. You wouldn't believe it. He's got all these controls that can make it uh, make it open its mouth and turn its head. It's really interesting. What are we doing, man? It's amazing. And some of these things take years to build. Others mm-hmm. they do quickly, you know, and, and just get them out there. But a lot of them take years to build. And some of these guys, like I think the the guy in the dragon, I, I'm pretty sure. He and several other people that were interviewed um, had raced in this thing for like the last 27 years. So they're continually working on vehicles that are several years out. So they've probably got next year's vehicle underway already and the next two. That's so cool. All at one time. That makes me feel so lazy. I know. I know. It's it's, it's unreal. And, you know, some of them are really simple. Others are very complex. And, you know, the water is kind of the – I can see from the video, I could see that the water was a real challenge to a That's the engineering feat. Yeah, yeah. And sand, I guess, has got to be difficult too. Okay, I would do um, that one. I would do that race. So that's like, uh, you know, now, oh, one other thing. What's Go that? to that site because the poster art, they've got the posters from the events throughout the yeah. years. Really cool poster art. So it's worth, worth seeing. Um, motorcycles on ice. Motorcycles on ice. Motorcycles on ice. Well, you ever that's heard of a this? terrible idea. It sounds like it, but it's unbelievably cool it's to watch. It's either a terrible idea or a figure skating it's, show. It's so cool <laughs> to watch. It really is. I saw this. I, <laughs> here's, here's how old I am, Ben. I saw this in the late 1970s. 
in Toledo for the first time at the Toledo Sports Arena. Mm-hmm. I went with my dad one night, and I, I couldn't even imagine what this was going to be when we got there. Um, but they were so fast. They were, and they still are. I've seen video of it currently. Um, it's very, very similar. They've got huge spikes on the wheels. Um, of course, it's an ice rink, so it's a very short track. But they also race on speed skating tracks, like the Olympic speed skating tracks. Yes. Those big tracks. Yeah. And they really fly. I and mean, they have, you say they have spikes on the wheels. Huge spikes on the well, wheels. Well, okay. I think it's different now. I don't think it's such a terrible oh, idea. Yeah, but <clears throat> those things have got to fly off. Seems really, I mean, imagine getting hit with one. I mean, you're on the track, and they're, they're in a constant slide. So yeah. they've always got the inner leg out. So they got their foot out for balance. Uh, they're coring really hard. Sometimes they put hay bales against the uh, the boards, like for the hockey boards. Yeah. Uh, because these guys just slam into them. And, of course, it seemed like the other bike's wheels might come in contact with riders occasionally, I would think. And then also everything is gravy if you're the first person doing the first track. <laughs> yeah, but right. after, like, the third lap, there's some potholes Maybe there, it's right? better. I don't know. Maybe oh, it's yeah, a better surface. I don't know. Oh. I don't even know if it matters, but maybe it does. Maybe it does. But these guys are really talented. You they have to be. Check it out. They're really cool. They, they have to be. Anyway, super fast. You wouldn't believe how quick they go. Um, okay, now, a couple here that uh, we'll go through these kind of quick. Sorry. No, no. Dragging it out. I'm into it. Snowmobile drag racing. Sold. Doesn't sound uh, all that unusual, does it? Um, I would totally do it. Would you? How about if I told you it was on pavement? I would reconsider my, <laughs> my, my snowmobile decision. drag racing on pay. Now on snow, I can understand. Yeah. That's fine. So you've got the fastest sled. That's fine. You're on a lake or whatever. Snowmobile drag on, on pavement. pavement. They've got special. Um, I don't know if it's rollers or what it is on the front sure. exactly. Bearings kind of or, caster something. or something. Uh, exactly. I couldn't. I couldn't get a clear enough picture of what that was on the uh, on the front sleds. But of course, they got that giant track in the back. Yeah. So that's enormous amounts of traction. Like you know the the big wheels on um, on like a, a pro sport bike or something. Yeah. Um, and some of these these things, Ben, I had no idea. Some of these snowmobiles, they have 550 horsepower. What? Yeah. What? Really? Why? Yeah. You're talking. So this is like a Dodge Viper <laughs> performance. Yeah. On a snowmobile, and the snowmobiles can do something like 210 miles per hour is the top speed now. For a snowmobile in a quarter mile, two hundred and two hundred and ten. Yeah, two hundred and ten. Wow, that's incredibly fast on a snowmobile. I get <clears throat> maybe okay. Maybe it's because maybe those numbers are coming because some snowmobiles are designed to carry things after them. You know, like you can. <laughs> you're, not, you're not carrying anything on that. That's just strictly. That's strictly race. It's got to be just racing. The, I, I'm, oh, you know, you, you I, like how I'm trying to be fair though. Here's it's not time, working. I'm here's trying. time for one of my best yeah. lines. The only thing that that snowmobile is meant to haul, I'll, I'll leave it at that. It will leave. Maybe the listeners can uh, finish that line fill up. Fill in for your us. own blank. Yeah, yeah, fill in your own. It's yeah, like a Mad Lib, a yeah. Scott Lib. That's right. Okay, so um, that leads right into the next one, which is this is kind of nuts too. International Watercross Association. What is the? Is it what it sounds like? Well, yeah, but remember what we just talked about: yeah. snowmobiles, yeah. high-powered snowmobiles, yeah. snowmobiles on water. On water in the, in the summertime. How does that work? I, it's, I guess it's just momentum. They keep it. I mean, it's really they're hydroplaning on top of the water the whole time. They start on land, they skip out onto the water because apparently, and I didn't know this, but people are using snowmobiles on gravel roads. They're using snowmobiles on um, in their backyard on the grass. Well, we got to do a snowmobile I, podcast. I, just, man. I didn't know. I thought it was terribly bad for a snowmobile to even cross a road that you know had no snow on it, but. Um, Apparently, people are using them for all kinds of things. That's crazy. Yeah, and 
I guess if you get enough speed up, you can stay on top of the water, and you can even turn on top of the water. But it's just safer to go to go fast, straight. But you can sustain this for a long, long time. The problem is when you start slowing down, of course, you're in danger of sinking, and that happens an awful lot. I would imagine it happens all and, the time. And they do have races. They have races where several people are competing either in straight-line events, uh, which you they look like a jet ski on, on the water, really. Yeah, but that's it's a snowmobile. Uh, and so they're leaning back, keeping the, you know, the... Uh, the blades in front up out of the water, of course. Um, I don't know. It seems pretty like a pretty intense sport. Man. I know. you got to be so fast when you hit the I water. Know. I don't think you can't turn very fast. I think it's uh, relatively wide turns, but yeah, um, to watch it is impressive. I don't know. Would you do that one? No. Okay. No. I, I don't know if I would. <laughs> Maybe on a borrowed snowmobile. Yeah, I was Not like, I don't get the snowmobile back. That's the design flaw. <laughs> the, apparently, one of the things that you first have to remember before you know before it even sinks in that you're you're while well, you're sinking, uh, you have to turn the key off because otherwise you're sucking all that water in immediately in your engine. Yeah. Okay. All Getting right. to the end of this here. What is and, it? Um, well, I got a couple here, but I'll, I'll just uh, I'll quickly go through these. Uh, one of the other things that I found unusual. What's that? Was when they pair up really strange vehicles with each other and race them against each other. It's like, say, you got an offshore boat, like yeah. powerboat racing. They've got it near a canal that's right near a, a runway for an, air, airplane, um, an airport. I have heard of this. And they, they run the, the offshore boat as fast as possible. As soon as it crosses the line, they give the flag, and then there's a um, you know, sport bike yeah. and a Formula One car. And they see who can make it, you know, the fastest quarter mile. So, so the car and, yeah. and bike are standing quarter mile. The boat is a is a uh, a running quarter mile. Yeah, and a running start rather. And uh, they do the same thing with you know, like road car versus rally car versus F one car versus you know, they, they have all these different combinations that they do. And I think those are really unusual too. That's interesting. Not necessarily a race, but just a uh, a comparison. Um, it's still a race. Though. Okay, <laughs> getting towards the end here. What Maybe do, I should. What do you? Let's go back to the animals for one moment. Okay, good. I'll good. show you a photo here. I didn't want you. This to... is a uh, this is a race where you need to provide proof of rabies vaccination in order to uh, to race. Take a look at that photo that I'm showing you. Uh, that looks to be a wiener dog levitating. <laughs> it's an air. It's an airborne wiener dog. It's the airborne. <laughs> wow, that wiener dog is hauling. <laughs> he has no. His ears are straight up in the air. Uh-huh. He has no feet on the ground, and he's completely spread out over top of the ground. That dog yeah. is a bullet. It looks like an That's, unidentified uh, flying wiener exactly. dog. Exactly. And you know what? I think my wiener dog could take that wiener dog. Uh, you should, I should enter, him. I'm going to enter my dog into one of these competitions sometime soon because they have one in Savannah. Savannah, they, Georgia. Really? Yeah, and I'm flipping through my paperwork here. But they do have an annual Savannah, uh, Savannah. They have an <laughs> annual Savannah wiener dog race spelled D-A-W-G because we're in, uh, we're in we Georgia. We're in dog country. We're in Georgia, of course. Um, started in 1996. So... Relatively new. Not you're you're going to be new to the game. You're going to yeah. be running against some veterans. <laughs> I know it because apparently competition is pretty uh, pretty serious because they've grown it into what they call one of the largest dachshund events on the planet. So they have uh, they have. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's so it's so funny wiener dog races, but you know what? These are hilarious to look at, and and I'll tell you, my dog is like a he's like a rocket. He's super <laughs> fast. He's you wouldn't expect it to look at him. He's a little heavy, not not terribly heavy, but um, when he gets going. He's gone. Yeah, I can't catch him. There's wow. no way. He's quick, and he's like 12 years old. Dude, uh, he's a bullet. What's his name? His name is Arnie. If you use paper, you're a human. But if you choose paper, you're a papertarian. Someone who lives a paper-based lifestyle because it has a positive impact on the planet. And also because it's the easiest choice you'll make all day. Seriously. It's as easy as reaching for boxed instead of bottled water. 
It's as easy as opting for beauty products that come in paper packaging. It's as easy as grabbing eggs in a cardboard container. And that's all in one trip to the grocery store, which, if we're being honest, you were planning to go to anyway. But paper isn't just an easy choice. Papertarians know that it's the smart choice, too. Because paper comes from trees, a renewable and sustainably managed resource. And paper products are designed to be recycled. In fact, when you choose products that come in paper-based packaging, those fibers can go on to be recycled up to seven times. So why wouldn't you go Papertarian? I'll wait. Learn more at howlifeunfolds.com slash papertarian. Get emotional with me, Radhi Devlukia, in my new podcast, A Really Good Cry. We're going to talk about and go through all the things that are sometimes difficult to process alone. We're going to go over how to regulate your emotions, diving deep into holistic personal development, and just building your mindset to have a happier, healthier life. We're going to be talking with some of my best friends. I didn't know we were going to go there on this. People that I admire. When we say listen to your body, really tune in to what's going on. Authors of books that have changed my life. Now you're talking about sympathy, which is different than empathy, right? And basically have conversations that can help us get through this crazy thing we call life. I already believe in myself. I already see myself. And so when people give me an opportunity, I'm just like, oh great, you see me too. We'll laugh together, we'll cry together and find a way through all of our emotions. Never forget, it's okay to cry as long as you make it a really good one. Listen to A Really Good Cry with Radhi Devlukia on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. And recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry. Back to Iguodala. Up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm on Team Arnie. Let's, Team Arnie. Let's do this. Very good. Yeah, we'll have to... Uh, are there prizes? Looks like you have to give him a, like a sweater with a number on it. Um, and maybe even a, a bandana or something. I, you know what? I'm I not was, really up for dressing him up. I... That's not really my department. No. Can we put somebody else in charge of that? <laughs> That's fine. But, you know, there's some funny regulations here when you read through yeah, some yeah. of these. They have to be dachshund, of course. Well, uh, yeah. Doxy, yeah. if you want to call them that. And um, let's see. They have to have their rabies vaccination, like I mentioned, with, or have papers to prove that they've been Fair vaccinated enough. with tags. Yeah. Uh, they have to – each dog has to be accompanied by two people, because uh, the owner and a helper, because they have to load the dog into the racing chute. <laughs> there's a racing chute. <laughs> there's a racing chute, yeah. <laughs> and you would think – now, there's a $20 racing fee. Uh, so that, you know, each dog has to enter, you know, sort of the, I guess that pays for, you know, the, the running of the event and the prizes and stuff. It's a lot cheaper than a snowmobile. I guess they have big prizes. Why? Big prizes. Um, but they, they also, and this, and this may be the, uh, the reason that I can't do it. You're not allowed to taunt your dog to the end of the track using food. You have to use, like, a favorite toy. What? Yeah, you think, uh, I mean, 
All you have to do is pull out a little sausage or something, and he goes nuts. Yeah. But uh, apparently you have to have a toy, a favorite toy. You can't use food. We, we'll just make something that looks like a toy out of food. Isn't that it's kind of interesting, though? And then there's another there's another one that, you know, some, that's where they get the photo from. Uh, yeah. Something, the Louisiana Downs wiener dog races. So these are all over the place, Ben. That's nuts. And I think it's kind of a, a state fair staple at some point, too. You know, oh, like a yeah. lot of times... Uh. You'll find where they have, you know, they'll lay a hay bale out in the middle and have them do one hurdle on the way, too. And that's that's pretty funny to watch, too. I imagine. Um, like frog, this is like frog races. I've seen, them, I've seen them raising pigs before where they give them like a, I think it's an Oreo cookie for the treat at the end or something like that. Maybe they do the same thing. Pigs run in a straight line? Yeah, they do. Wow. Yeah, yeah they have pig huh. races. Um, anyways, this one's called, um, <laughs> they call it one of the most unpredictable and entertaining contests of all. All contests of and all of dog racing paws down. That's how they describe it. So it's got to be fun. Frenetic fun as these diminutive, charismatic dachshunds or doxy give it their all to cross the finish line first. I think you're taken with this, man. I, I am. You know, it's so funny. Take a look at the. Uh, take a look at it. And as far as like as far as mixed breeds and uh, you know like the small mixed breeds are allowed, but it's up to the judge's decision. Our um, so, uh, you know if, yeah. A lot of like in this one, this Louisiana um, Louisiana race, they, they require AKC papers. Um, in the in the Savannah con- competition, it's up to the judges whether or not it's enough dachshund to be able to do it. If not, then there are other competitions that are available for uh, dogs to race in. Boy, we're going way off on this, aren't we, Scott? Yeah, we can't, we can't talk about it anymore because our producer Matt has has a dog that could be competition. So really, he has yeah. a dachshund also. I had no idea. See, isn't that cool? Oh wait, he's, you can hear us. Yeah, yeah, you are wearing. He can hear us. Yeah, he can hear us. Well, I don't want you guys to have. We'll set up, you know what? We'll set up a wiener dog drag race. Yes, perfect. We'll start it here. Perfect. You heard it here first, folks. <laughs> okay, good. so then we've got other animals. We got frogs, right? Yep. People race frogs. Sure. And we what? And we've got um. Let's see. Any kind of dog. I've got my final. Let's. This is the one. This is the big one. This is the big one because, uh, and I'm holding it back because this is such an entertaining one to watch. Okay. This, you've really got to look it up online and, and give it some attention. It sounds terribly fun, you know, corny to watch, but it's it's hilarious. Trailer racing figure eight races. <laughs> sounds crazy, doesn't it? Trailer racing figure eight races. Now, this is, this is a vehicle like a, a truck or a minivan or something like that pulling a trailer behind it. Now, that's a camper. Sometimes it's a boat that they're pulling behind them. It's it's unreal to watch this, and the the object of this competition is to be the last person on the track with your trailer still attached. Uh, lose your trailer, lose the race. Exactly, but that doesn't mean the cargo can't come off of it. Now, other people are trying to just dive bomb into your your trailer, your boat, yeah, whatever. Yeah. So this is nuts. Right in the middle of the intersection, you know, because it's a figure eight race. Like I just yeah. mentioned, all the chaos of that, right? Sure. Now you now you add that you've got a trailer that you're pulling behind you, and you know if you pull a trailer, you know how difficult that can be in some yeah. cases. This is you just don't care about this thing. You know, it's flipping over, it's doing. You're dragging it upside down at some points in the race. Um, <laughs> but people are people at the intersections are intentionally trying to smack the trailer off of your vehicle, and if it's connected well enough, you're going to end up flipped over with that as well so you know these are these are loose regular connection you know like a with a you know the ball hitch yeah, and everything yeah. it's not welded on or anything like that um in fact that would be a bad idea because you would be tip over quickly right uh so it's to your advantage to keep it loose um but a lot of times you know at the intersection you'll end up with the body of the camper and uh, an upside down boat and you're trying to navigate that while someone's trying to smash in your trailer from behind and knock it off your vehicle as you're trying to get through and not be 
T-boned by another guy coming through at you know 40 miles an hour. Wow. It's chaos. And then by the end of the race, the field is an absolute mess because you know there's insulation inside the campers. Um, yeah. You know some of them still have the the kitchen inside there. Um, you know the boat. Pandemonium. Yeah, the boat. You know the the. The boat is torn in half, and you know the the front half is over here, the the back half is in the mm-hmm. middle. Um, it's a total mess, and you know the trail. Sometimes there are vehicles flipped over, the the you know just the stalled out vehicles. There's a, there's a huge mess, and it's it's great fun to watch. This sounds way more so like it's, a demolition derby. It's so <laughs> fun, and the reason I saved it for last is because I, I really want it to stick out in people's mind to go and, and search for it, like on YouTube or something mm-hmm. like that, where you can you can see this and I say appreciate it, but it it's yeah appreciate it. It's fun. It's fun to watch, and just just have a good sense of humor when you watch it because it's it's crazy. So what we could say is that I, I think listeners will notice from the theme here um, that throughout human history, as soon as we figured out how to make things propel themselves, we have been racing them. Correct. Even if it's not a good idea. Yeah, that's right. Anything you know, you, you pair up two of anything, and people yeah. will race it. And you know what? Bonus points if you can stick a motor on it, man. <laughs> yeah, that's why, right. Why don't we put some motors on those turtles? Yeah, for a lot of the, a lot of these, you know, we're talking about powered vehicles. Some of them weren't powered vehicles. Right. Um, some of them are animals. Some, mm-hmm. but but really, find two similar things and race them. People love doing that just to see who's better. It's just a competition. It's just great. Two things we didn't mention though: um, chain racing. Oh yeah, yeah, yep. that's chain one. racing. Yeah, that's Maybe. similar to what we were talking about, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, you have to keep the other. Well, go ahead. You want to? No, you do it. You oh, do. You do. it's similar to the figure eight race. Sometimes it's a figure eight chain race. Yeah, where uh, you got two cars that are that are welded together with a chain in the middle, or hooked together with a chain, and you, the competition is just to try to stay together for the whole race and remain connected. Which sort of so. reminds me of those. Um, you know, those chain gang movies yeah. where the people would escape and I mean, run. how weird is that? So, like, the guy in front is in charge of, like, the excel- – if you've ever pulled a car behind you with a chain or a rope, mm-hmm. you know the trouble that I'm talking about because yeah. you, the front car has to control the speed that you're you're headed. Otherwise, the back car will end up smashing into the, the front car. And the back car has to compensate direction. Exactly. Yeah. And braking. Yeah. The, most of the braking is done from the back car, mm-hmm. if if at all. Um, it's – it's, it's nuts. There's some great races out there that, like we said, a lot of people have probably never heard of. Yeah. And um, there's one more I want to mention, but you can't ask any questions. I just want you to Google <laughs> really? it. Really? I just want I want you personally as, uh, I'll as do my it. friend and I, podcast partner. I promise I'll do this. Wife carrying race. There is a race where these guys are just like you have to pick up your spouse and yeah. just and, and run. And when what I saw of a video clip – does end with this guy just running straight into uh, water, and his poor his his poor wife oh, no. is like behind him, piggyback kind of style, yeah. but in this really weird, almost upside down position, just trying to hold on for dear yeah. life, and then he just splashes like hard into the water. Oh yeah, yeah. Now I, you told me not to say anything, but yeah, my mind is thinking this way that there are probably some people that have some clear advantages in these races. <laughs> And, dis- and disadvantages. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'll leave it at that. There are a couple of Jack Sprats, I'm yeah. sure. But um, yeah. But uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Very good. Very good. Yeah, yeah. That's that's a way we could. Yeah. Say sure. It. Sure. Understood. So um, I guess we obviously missed a lot of races that we have never heard of. Hundreds of them. Hundreds, thousands, maybe. Maybe. Um, and if you're a listener and you would like to uh, tell us about some of these races. We'd love it if we heard if you participate in one that we haven't heard of. Oh yeah, send yeah. us photos. Yeah, send, post them on the Facebook yeah. car stuff. Um, you can also hit us up at Twitter, also car stuff. 
Uh, we've got a blog. Yep. Do you see the pattern here, folks? Also car stuff. And then, uh, and then you know, if you if you prefer a different kind of communication, you can always send us an email. Topics for shows. Um, you can always search the website. Um, you can always propose a new idea for a race. Uh, Very good idea. Yeah, there we go. Very good. And um, in the meantime, I'm going to decide whether I should save up for a school bus, a snowmobile, or just get a turtle. You know what I would do? What's that? I would, evil turtle's a good idea. Thanks, man. That's a good idea. I would, uh, I would get a truck and a camper and then, uh, then go for the, uh, the figure eight trailer race. If you want to join me in dissuading Scott from this mad endeavor that he might just take. Maybe a boat. <laughs> please, please help me. Send an email to us at carstuff at howstuffworks.com. For more on this and thousands of other topics, visit HowStuffWorks.com. Let us know what you think. Send an email to podcast at HowStuffWorks.com. And be sure to check out the new High Speed Stuff blog, now on the HowStuffWorks homepage. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape begins a journey to fight for a future for apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX this Friday and theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. With the new Dexcom G7, you can achieve better diabetes results without painful finger sticks. It sends your glucose numbers to your compatible phone or watch, so you can always see where you are and where you're heading. See how food and exercise affects your glucose, making it easier to spend more time in range and lower your A1C. Take control of your diabetes with the number one recommended CGM brand. It's easy to get started today at Dexcom.com. That's Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com. Com.com slash compatibility.